Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. This is Joey Price, CEO of Jumpstart HR, and I am joined today by a really good friend of mine. She is a consultant, speaker, author, and instructor, uh, and one of my favorite entrepreneurs, uh, Jenna Burgess, PHR, and she is the CEO of Coach Jenna B LLC. Uh, we're here today to talk about her new book, Super Qualified, Maximizing Your College Experience to Get the Job You Want. Hey, Jenna, what's going on? Hi, Joey. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so this book has been in the works for um, a few years now, and I've seen you <laughs> speaking at colleges and traveling across the country to do so. Um, but could you share for our audience, what is your background and why you're uniquely qualified to write this book? Sure. So I started my company a couple of years ago, and I know that you and I had had some initial conversations when I was looking to make the jump. And really what I started to see in my corporate career, so just by way of background, I was a campus recruiter for a variety of different industries from startups to healthcare to big four accounting in the insurance industry. And even though all the insurance, oh, I'm sorry, all the industries were different, I really saw a similar issue across the board when it came to hiring students from college into their entry-level jobs. And I wanted to create some impact around those issues. So what I was seeing is a real, really clear gap between the skill sets that they think they need um, and also just the process of preparing themselves for those jobs and then what actually happens when they get into the workforce. So um, by way of background, my corporate career really kind of prepared me to understand the landscape. And then now as a consultant, I'm really clear on what the unique needs are at the university level and higher education, as well as at the corporate level to make a transition. And I've even started an additional company focused on high school students. Uh, so at this point, I feel that I'm kind of in multiple conversations. It is helping me stay informed to the issues, but also helping me really create some change. Wow. Wow. And what are you seeing at the high school level as far as uh, job preparedness and even college preparedness? It's a good question. So high schoolers today know what they want. Uh, there is definitely a disparate experience depending on where you go to high school. That is clearly the case for a lot of our different states around the country. Depending on which high school you go to, the agenda is really, really different. And so that's a unique challenge from an administrative standpoint and a consulting standpoint. But what I see that is clear is students do know what they want. They know they want to be successful. They know sometimes they want to be self-made, start their own companies, mm -hmm. or know they want to live in this city. They're just, they just have more access to information today than you and I ever did. And we're not so much older than them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, technology has really changed their ability to, uh, to have access to information. Technology is crazy. Yeah. My, my nephew and niece, they are so smart and so ahead of isn't My it crazy? <laughs> They're learning languages in elementary school that you and I started likely in middle school or high school. Yes. You know, they have abroad programs for high school for high schools now. I mean, they just have the ability to see more and do more than we used to. And so with with that comes you know, their their own thought process of where they see themselves, whether it be college or not college. Um, and I, we see a little bit of that in the conversation, too, is a lot of high schoolers are talking about, well, should I go to college? I, I see all the millennials who came before me, and they have a ton of debt. So I think it's even more important that we 
talk about, you know, what it means to be qualified for certain careers so that they, so that they make smart decisions in high school. You know, I, I'd hate to see folks opt out of the process based on, you know, what you and I went through as millennials. Agreed. Agreed. Let's 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 jump gears a little bit and go into sure. the college. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I say in store. Go ahead. <laughs> so what should students in each level of college, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, super senior, uh, what level, <laughs> what, what should students be thinking of as they get closer to graduation? So in the book, we outline specific skills that you can learn each year of college from freshman all the way up to your senior year and even your super senior year. And there's a, a lot of different skills that we cover, so I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, we've also posted the table of contents on my website so folks can go through and see those specific skills as well. But what they really need to start thinking about is what can I do in my current situation to prepare me for the future? A lot of the times they are thinking too late in the game. They get to junior, senior year, and they say, oh, I need to go find a job, um, likely because you know their parents are saying, hey, what are you thinking about doing? <laughs> Yeah. Um, or because they see their peers getting offers from companies on campus, they're seeing career fairs, and they start to get this, you know, shock moment. And I don't want students waiting to junior, senior year to do that. So we do start in freshman year in the book, and it talks about, you know, ways to prepare yourself, for example, for studying. I mean, studying is a skill, and I think a lot of folks don't talk about it as a skill. It's just something that is expected. Um, but when a young person transitions into college, there are so many variables that affect their day-to-day -day life. Um, some of them feel prepared, some of them don't. Some of them are completely intimidated by their new environment. Some are kind of just getting by based on what they've been told. And that kind of wanderlust experience of just kind of going through and saying, hey, uh, where am I going to be next year? <laughs> I want them to start, you know, preparing uh, whichever year that they're in. They can start the book in freshman year, even if they're in sophomore, junior, or senior, because all the skills are really important. Yeah, I mean, and, and depending on your college experience and your skill level, there may have been gaps that you missed in your freshman year that you can definitely make up for by having a book like this. Exactly, exactly. All the skills are critically important. And it's not a book that talks at you. You know, I'm not going to say, hey, do this, do that, and this is what will make you successful. We've created a conversation. And I say we because I like to think of the community that helped me write this book. Mm -hmm. There are stories of students who have gone through it themselves. They share what they did as freshmen, what questions they had. Uh, there are current students, previous students. There are folks who are employed who have made it to manager level and above sharing their stories of how they transitioned from college to career. So you do get a really well-rounded perspective on what the experience is really like. I think that's the fun part of the book. Yeah, so if you could, uh, what are some of the success stories that you have in the book? Maybe one or two uh, that highlight the, the value of your training and also just really focusing on getting the most out of your college career? Oh, gosh, a big question because there, there's so many and they all have really different motivations. Some folks just wanted to share their story to help others. Um, others have gone through actually my programs and feel really informed and feel grateful that they can implement some of the skills. So I'll focus on the, fir the, the former first. Do the stories that we have in the book regarding resiliency and really following the methods that we're talking about in the book was um, an individual who had moved from New Jersey 
down to an HBCU in Florida. Uh, he was a first generation student and was looking to get into accounting and really had no prior knowledge of the industry, got to campus. And as you know, Joey, the accounting industry and financial services do recruit quite a bit at colleges. Um, you'll see them at the career fairs. You're going to see them doing information sessions because they hire quite a few students, which we also talk about in the book, you know, which students tend to hire a lot of college graduates. Um, but, but anyway, when he got to school, you know, he went through the process, he got an internship, and he thought he was good to go. But the reality is he's never had a conversation with others or himself around the soft skills that it takes to be successful in your career post-college. And so he made a couple faux pas <laughs> and, was, and was not asked to return for a full-time offer <laughs> after, <laughs> after his internship. Um, and, you know, you got to look at that and say, this is a very real thing. Um, I know as a previous campus recruiter that I had let a lot of interns go during my process as well, who didn't rub people the right way, didn't know how to simulate in the corporate culture that we were in. Because you really can start preparing those which is really what the focus is on those skills. And so we talk about, you know, continuously going back to the process of being resilient, looking at the different roles in folks who are on your campus that can give you opportunities, and then leveraging your resources on your campus as well. Um, so to make a long story short, he went back, followed the process of what he was meant to do, and got another full-time offer with another accounting firm before he graduated. So in the end, all worked out. But what we love about this story is you're not always going to get it perfect. You know, we don't say that everything that you do is going to exactly align to your dreams and it's all going to work out if you follow up a certain process. But you need to have certain skills to maneuver the experiences that you go through so that you can ultimately find success. Yeah, well, Jenna, this sounds very similar to uh, the book that I wrote a few years ago called uh, Never Miss the Mark. And sure. you're speaking to the college students and I was speaking to the professionals who, <laughs> quite frankly, could have used your training because I'm sitting across the, the, the way from these candidates and I'd love to hire people that I know are ha have great skills and, and bring value to the to the job, but the reality is uh, those soft skills are important. Uh, the way you relate to people, that's important because your job isn't just about what you do day in, day out. It's the people you talk to. It's the customers you interface with. Uh, it's the culture of the organization. And so they missed out on those intangible soft skills. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't offer them the job and it, it would bother me so much seeing great people uh, that I have to turn away. So I can't help people across the table, uh, but I can <laughs> write a book that might help people in the future. So uh, kudos to you for also, you know, creating a book that's, that's a, a community service uh, as well. So Jenna, um, you speak with a lot of college students uh, and you also speak with a lot of employers as well. Uh, and your history as a college recruiter helps you write this book but what are some of the mistakes that students are making that you try to get them to stop making in your book? Sure. 
So you're right. I get to work with the college students, and then my consulting practice also works with early career hires. So I am still working in companies in my business to provide learning and development training for people who just get hired up to their fifth year um, into you know right before manager. So I really get to see the transition. And the one thing I hear all the time is that folks tend not to take the ball all the way to the goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that sounds like a funny thing to say, but there's something about the completion of a task that is um, leaving a gap for the individuals who are newly hired or interning and the folks who've requested these tasks from them, whether it be their managers, their seniors, etc. And what that means is not taking the ball to the goal is that they're given a task and they'll do exactly what they're told. They'll follow the directions, but they don't necessarily creatively think or critically, critically think around how to solve whatever task they've been asked to do. So they'll follow the procedure. However, then you know from working as well that there are just additional things that you need to consider when completing a task. And if you lack experience, obviously it's hard to know those nuances, but it does take a little creativity and resourcefulness to make sure you're actually doing everything you can to complete a task to fruition. So I hear that a lot, and we do have a story about that in the book. Um, Leanne Sims is actually not too far from where you are, Joey, down in the the Baltimore area. Um, She was working for a financial institution, and she was taking on additional roles from her manager who had recently left the company. And one of the things she had gotten in her feedback is, well, we just don't think that you really rose to the occasion and you didn't do everything that you could have done. And she was really shocked by it. She really felt that she had done everything that was asked of her and really tried to cover all her bases with her you know, manager leaving. And so what she shared uh, to the students in the book was, you need to think about what's really being asked of you and ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean tapping your manager's shoulder. But it does mean making sure that when you make progress on a task, that you check back in and say, is this what you're looking for? Is there something else that I should be thinking about? You know, that conversation when it comes to task completion is really missing. And it makes sense, Joey, if you think about it. If you're a student and you've been given a syllabus, you've been given homework assignments, sometimes you have teamwork, but we all know you split it up and you do your own stuff when you want to. <laughs> you've been working You've been working in a silo. You know, people tell you what to do, you do it, you hand it back in, you get a grade a week or two later. You know, the working world doesn't work like that. It is a continuous conversation around the things you need to be doing. So uh, a long-winded way of saying that that is the most common mistake I, I see and hear about when it comes to that transition from college to career. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And that wasn't long-winded at all. Um, <laughs> That is, it's absolutely true. And I know that both of us are professors uh, at university and we live in the syllabus world. We live in, here's the assignment, get it done according to specification and you will get a high mark. Um, But that, like you said, that's not how the world works. And I think students sometimes misunderstand that college prepares you for content mastery but maybe not so much uh, business performance. And so uh, you have to make the most of your college experience through internships, through career preparedness, through you know, finding mentors and, uh, and, and also peer advisors like you, you mentioned in your book so that you can get that additional edge to be successful uh, in the working world. Definitely. What's the, what's the hiring landscape like these days for students? 
Well, it's a big question. It, it really depends by industry. You see some upticks in certain industries versus others, depending on obviously what's going on in the economy. Um, overall, though, I think the things that have been really stable where you do see a lot of folks recruiting and hiring into um, is definitely manufacturing, uh, technology, accounting and financial services is always big. Um, communications and marketing, I'm seeing a lot more roles for that than um, maybe when I was in college, just because the economy is doing better and people are really investing and in understanding how to communicate, especially with all of the new social media and technology that we have today. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think that college students are in such a great position to land a career. You know, we definitely see, you know, the reports that are coming out and, and jobs are up. I mean, this is a positive thing that's happening compared to a lot of what millennials have gone through. You know, Gen Z uh, should be set up for for some success. And I want to see them get into careers that they think are meaningful, because that's also something that we see a lot uh, when it comes to making sure that folks stay in companies. People want to be doing things that they think matter. And them believing in that process and feeling comfortable about the job that they have is definitely not something that our parents would ever tell us to think about. <laughs> but but they but it is important to these generations, you know, and even ours. We, we want to make sure that we we know why we do what we do and that it, it means something. So that I think is making the conversation slightly different because I think people are being a little more picky. <laughs> mm -hmm, Younger mm -hmm. folks are a little bit more picky as a Maybe we were like, just take something and, and deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with that because if it keeps you in a role longer and it keeps you motivated, uh, these, these students today work hard and they're smart. They're really smart. They are ready to contribute to organizations. So if you can capture that momentum of their, their meaning as well as the talent that they bring to the table, it's a really great landscape. If I'm a parent or an older brother, older sister of a student that's entering college, uh, what skills should I be relaying to the students uh, that they should be getting in college to prepare them for career success? Oh, man, so many. <laughs> I, I'll go back and say that definitely check out the chapter skills that we talk about. Each chapter in the first page of it will tell you which skills you're going to go over in the chapter. And there's quite a few of them. And I think they're all important equally. Uh, one skill that if I could cherry pick one to start thinking about early is definitely feedback is difficult no matter how old you are. Um, you know, I conduct feedback sessions for folks who have been working for a couple of years and beyond, and it's no easier for them than it is for young people. So I feel like you need with getting that feedback, asking important questions about the work that you do, not emotionally reacting to things that don't necessarily go your way. And that, again, this is these are universal problems for, for everybody. But something that really does change the trajectory of your learning process, your assimilation process, as well as your relationship building process. Feedback is important. You cannot do anything by yourself in today's world. You know, we are a global community. So being able to digest feedback and ask for it is a critical skill. And we spend some time talking about that in the book as well. What other advice do you have for our listeners and uh, students in the in, that are in college now that are looking to transition to the next step of career. Sure, oh, so much. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing I see quite a bit is that these students are rock stars. You know, they're really well rounded. They've been really well exposed. They've made these strong investments in their education, but they lack confidence. 
sometimes they just don't think that they uh, will be successful or because we're in a global market, they see uh, peers who've come from different countries who may have accomplished A, B, and C before they did. And it makes them really nervous. And so um, I would tell folks to, one, stay in your lane. It is okay to stay in your lane. Believe in your lane and work hard. Don't necessarily look to the side or try to switch lanes all the time because it is a never-ending process when you try and do that. If you're always trying to keep up, if you always think that you're not good enough, then you're going to stay in that mode throughout your career. And that anxiety and those feelings aren't worth it. Because the reality is, if you have take the time to read books like mine, like Joey's, like the other ones that are out there that are really trying to help you be successful, then you're doing everything that you can. And that's all we can ask for. Um, so stop beating yourself up. I, I think a lot of students, believe it or not, are really hard on themselves. It's an incredibly competitive landscape right now. So, you know, I want them to enjoy their college times. I want them to be thinking proactively and, again, tapping into the resources that they have on campus. Part of the book literally outlines all of the resources that could exist on your campus. And then we have a how-to on how to tap them, how to ask them questions, and what they can do for you. And everyone's here to help you. That's the best part about being a student is everybody wants to help guide you. So, you know, it's okay to stay in your lane. You really do need to work hard and enjoy the time that you have in college because it, it is like no other time. You know, you get to be really free thinking and you get to meet mo the most incredible people and travel and do really great stuff. So, um, you know, try and enjoy it as well. And don't be so hard on yourself is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, neither of us were perfect uh, when no. we started. It, it, life, life is a continual learning process um, and books like yours will help. So... I would echo that. Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Definitely. Where can where can people find your book, and where can people learn more information about you and and find you online? Sure, I am everywhere. So uh, between Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, if you put in Coach Jenna B, and that's Jenna with one N, you will find me. Uh, LinkedIn, my full name Jenna Burgess. Um, my website is www coachjennab.com and it also has all of my social media following at the end of my website as well so if you go to the website you'll find most of my social media for the book uh, you can find it on Amazon as well as the Create Space East store and you'll be able to purchase it again directly from my website so if all else fails go to the website www.coachjennab.com and you will find me and again that's Jenna with one N Awesome Jenna well, thanks again for coming on to the show and really appreciate your insight into careers uh, and college. And I know that our listeners will as well. So th signing off, this has been another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. Uh, check us out at businesslifeandcoffee.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher Radio. Have a great day. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business Life and Coffee the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, Email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week.
If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.